It is week five here in the Siouxland area as we get ready for the high school football uh, schedule uh, coming up here this week. Welcome into another edition of the SCJ Preps Football Podcast here on SiouxCityJournal.com and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Zach James, and alongside, as usual, is sports editor Justin Rust, and we'll talk about the week five games coming up in this week's schedule. We'll run down the Metro schedule for right now and then go by game by game as we uh, branch out into the Siouxland area. The Metro games coming up for this week include East going down to Des Moines to face Des Moines Hoover, Bishop Helen facing Sar- Sergeant Blue Fluton, North, face- North will go to Des Moines Lincoln, Des Moines Roosevelt comes up here to town to face uh, West, West Central faces Dakota Valley, and South Sioux City is on the road to player. Uh, Justin, let's talk about the Helan SBL game. Barry Poe will be there. For us here, um, well, that should be a pretty interesting game because I think Keelan's defense. This is easily the the Crusaders' toughest test defensively and offensively too, for that matter. Where do you see the Crusaders fitting into the to the kind of the piece of where they can match up against SBL? It's going to be a tough task because yeah, they put up fifty eight against Sioux City West last week, but you know Sioux City West is so down. Um, Glenwood's got a really good defense. So does Western Christian. We thought Sioux City East did, but Sergeant Bluff lit them up. So it'll be interesting to see how it matches up here. The defense is really going to have to carry the team this week um, in that aspect. I, I need to see more out of this Helan offense before I'm convinced. One game against West, it, it is a confidence booster. It is a confidence booster for the offense. So um, there's that thing. Luke Longville and the team really needed that, mm-hmm. that type of win right there to really start, you know, get to, to get going. I mean, he passed for 179 yards. They had a bunch of kids rush for at least – they had three kids rush for at least 73 yards, Ian Gill, Ethan Gilmore, and Jake Coons. So, so you're able to get some things going um, in, in that aspect. Now now can you continue it? Because they only threw nine times, which I'm glad. Do you continue to balance on the run game, which I think would be a smart idea here. They've got some decent size up front. Let's see if they can make some room for them. Kind of limit what Luke Longball has to do. He did throw for three touchdowns and no interceptions last week, like I said. So we'll see if the running game get going. But man, Sergeant Bluff's defense has been really good. Shut out Sioux City East. Yes, they gave up 35 to Lewis Central, who's big up front, 27 to Harlan. Then they held Boyden Hall Rock Valley in check. After a great first drive by Boyden Hall Rock Valley, they only scored seven more points the rest of the way. Keaton Mosier was 16 of 40 passing. And Keaton Mosher's a pretty good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Cody Noble did rush for 146 yards. So maybe there's some room there on the ground. But Sioux City, our Sergeant Bluff's uh, defense has been pretty stout here the last couple of weeks. And, and Heelan's offense, like you said, it's going to have to be Heelan's defense that will drive the bus this week. But Heelan's offense has to build off of last week, too. Now, granted, the West and SPL are two completely different teams and going in two completely different directions. I get that. But, um, yeah, the defense is going to have to drive the butts, but the offense has to get something going there, too, and to avoid giving SBL short field, present, short field um, position so that the defense doesn't have to work harder than they already have to, trying to shut down Daniel Wright, former Schwebler, and that Warriors offense. This is easily the best passing attack that Helan has faced so far this season. Western Christian had the next best one. Uh, Tyson Bohr is thrown for 684 yards and nine touchdowns, but only completed 44.7% of his passes and four picks. Daniel Wright, 
he's completing 60, 71% of his passes for 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns. And they have more weapons in Western Christian, the passing game. Derek Fitzgerald, Carter Schumacher, Jacob Enning, you know, swing passes to Jorma Schwedler. This is by far the best offense and best passing attack Helan has faced so far this season. And, you know, looking at Helan's schedule, Oh, they got they got Lamar's in two weeks. That's a pretty good passing attack too. But mm-hmm. this is this is the best passing attack they've faced. This is the most the defensive backs are going to be tested right here. Absolutely. And uh, again, Barry Poe will be at that game. Follow him on Twitter at scjbarryp for updates throughout the night on that one. The next big game here in the Metro, I think it's West Central, Dakota Valley, Dakota Valley, uh, coming off of a tough loss to Sioux Falls. Falls Christian, who Sioux Falls Christian the week before lost to Beersford. Um, I talked to Panthers coach Jeff Vandenhall early on, early on Saturday morning for a story I'm working on uh, for this week. I won't give it away, but um, yeah, I think the Panthers are going to come out uh, with the chip on their shoulder, much like they did for the Yankton game in, in the sense that I, I think they beat themselves up last week and they're going to try and prove that um, they're not going to beat themselves for the rest of the year. Yeah, they did. I mean, that's what Vanden Hall said in the first half. And they were still winning at halftime against Sioux Falls Christian, but their second half was just so much better um, in, in that aspect. Uh, they they really took it to Sioux Falls Christian. I, I just think, you know, West Central is a good team, but I don't know. They've got a win against Custer. They've lost to Pier. They've lost to T, and they've beat. Uh, Tri Valley. I mean, those that they did hang with T, who was a really good team, twenty-one nothing. So, let's see what West Central can do here. We're looking in their two losses. Um, Pier, let's okay. Pier beat Yankton sixty-three to nothing. So, Pier's very good. Yes, Tri Valley is too. So, it'll be a tough test here. Um, I, I do think when Dakota Valley's playing their game. They are probably the best team in 11A. I mean, yeah. when they've played their game, they've looked unstoppable. So uh, we'll see what West Central can do against uh, Dakota Valley here. Their defense has been really strong. Um, you know, I, I mentioned the Millbank game a couple weeks ago in, in the Facebook Live. Millbank is also receiving votes. So Dakota Valley, all their games have been against ranked teams or receiving votes teams, and West Central continues that. So um, Kent Mueller, the coach, he's still at West Central. He's been there forever. Uh, we'll see what Dakota Valley. We'll see how Dakota Valley's defense does. It's it's really been stout. When their running game gets going, they're just they're just hard to stop. They, phys, physical team that, that likes to push the ball around when they do that. They're like I said, hard to stop. I think I said that eight times. <laughs> yeah. What does that say about Dakota Valley's schedule? Maybe even district that that schedule is just so tough here in these first five weeks. They're going to be absolutely prepared for the postseason, which. You know, they've had tough schedules before, but this might be their toughest one yet because, I mean, you know, and now you got West Central. The week after West Central, you've got Del Rapids. Del Rapids always is a traditionally good team. I, I believe they knocked uh, Dakota Valley out of the playoffs last year. Lennox is not that great. Vermillion's mad, but Tri-Valley is always traditionally good too. So you've got two teams on that schedule that aren't receiving votes or ranked. So that's that's a pretty that's a pretty tall task for the year. That, that'll get them pretty well – matched up for the playoffs because you know they could see madison again they could see del rapids again they could see millbank again mm-hmm. you know they could see tri-valley again so you know or sioux falls christian now you're ready for your first or second round opponents because you have film on it and and if you feel he still had could have played better 
know, that prepares you pretty well. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, you want to talk about any of these other Metro games? East Hoover, Roosevelt West, or South Seward, Blair? Any of those jump out to you? Or North um, Lincoln, in, this is a, this is an important game for uh, Sioux City West here against Des Moines Hoover. It's on the road. If they want to make the playoffs, it's, a, it's I feel a must win. It's a team they can win on the road. A team they can beat on the road. Des Moines Hoover's one and three. Their one win is against North. Is having a rough year. They've lost to Waterloo West, who, who actually is a decent team. They lost to Indianola and, and Des Moines Roosevelt. Des Moines Roosevelt has also been ranked. So it, it's one of those games you want to get the power points. You need to get it because of losing this game, you can really take a hit. This is a game where East needs to go on the road. Mm-hmm. They need to prove something here. Hoover, like I said, Hoover's struggling, but you take this loss against Hoover. And your playoff chances take a huge hit right here because, you know, East still has, I believe, uh, Ankeny and Dowling on their schedule. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know Dowling for sure. I'm trying to remember which other one. I think right you. Now. I think it is Ankeny. Uh, uh, yeah, original. An- Ankeny is a very t- yeah. It's Ankeny and Dowling. So you, it's one of those games you have to go to Des Moines Hoover and win because uh, Dowling and Ankeny. I mean, you're asking a lot to beat those two. <laughs> yeah. um, so you got Hoover. North and Lincoln. If you can be, if you can, you know, take those games and you have six wins there and three losses, that that could get you in the playoffs. It's going to be tight. So if you don't win this, I don't see a playoff berth. And I don't either. I, and and maybe not even a wild card berth in the playoffs either. Yeah. Uh, but it, but if they win this, it goes a long way. Yes. And, you yeah, know, there's, yeah. There's a big difference between five and four and six and three. Yes. And, and this is a big game for East on the road right there. Um, in that aspect. So. North and Lincoln, uh, North has to come back and bounce back after a tough loss against Lamar's last week. Um, do you think the Stars can? Uh, you know, it's going to be tough um, on the road, the way they've played so far. Uh, it's got a chance. It's a winnable game for them if they go in and play their game. Uh, Des Moines Lincoln's 1-3 with their one win again, being against Des Moines East, who is also 1-3. Um they have the teams they've played. I mean, they got blown out by Des Moines Roadsville after that, you know, 12 points against Urbandale, 14 against Indianola. They're having problems scoring. So if North's defense can hold in there, um, they did get blown out against Lamar's, but I don't believe Lincoln throws the ball. They've thrown it 87 times, played 54 of the passes, ran, ran the ball. Okay. So they won't throw the ball around like Lamar's does. They don't have the athletes like Lamar's does. So we'll see how their defense can be in, in there and see if North can stick around in this game because they've got to get some consistency offensively. That's been their major major issue this year. And then, of course, West has a tough test with Roosevelt, who is ranked, I think, ninth, I think, in 4A uh, this week, if I remember correctly. Um, that's going to be a challenge for, for West. And Roosevelt, they're easily the best city school in Des Moines right now. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a tough test for West. I don't – I mean, with the way they've struggled this season – Especially last week, you know, and getting their first one against them. I, I, it's going to be one of those things where you're just trying to get some young kids to, to grow. Yep, yep. And then the same for South Sioux City as they take on Blair as well. Let's yeah. talk. Let's talk about my game for a little for a couple minutes. Kingsley Pearson taking on Sioux Lane Christian. I'll be at that game on Friday night. You can follow me on Twitter at Zachary W James if you want to know what's going on between uh, the Eagles and Kingsley Pearson. The game is not actually here in town. The game is actually in Whiting, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what the atmosphere is like and what it's like for a school like Siouxland Christian uh, to have a football program like they have been and, and just, see, just see what that's all about. 
Yeah, it'll be. I mean, this is a team that's played a couple years. JV three years ago, they had a, a varsity team. You know, they they. I don't know if they would have had a varsity team this year, but they're taking uh, the schedule of Clay Central Everly, whose school closed. So, um, it's it's one of those deals where both teams are really struggling. They're combined to one seven. Um, we'll see what happens in this one. Uh, both teams have thrown the combined sixteen interceptions in this game. So it's going to be who takes care of the football, and someone's going to get a win after this week. It's homecoming for Siouxland Christian, and that's something they don't have often. I'm pretty sure yeah. their homecoming is during basketball. So this might be a little new thing for them. I'm a little bit motivated there. I usually don't focus on homecomings unless it's something different in this case. So we'll see how this goes for Siouxland Christian. Um, they did score 28 points last week, so maybe something's clicking there. Uh, Kingsley Pearson has struggled to score this season. I believe their season high is 14 uh, they did back-to-back weeks against Woodbine, who is, you know, somewhat decent in West Central. They faced Remsen St. Mary's and New Alfonda the last two weeks. Yeah. And those, those are two tough tests. And one yeah. Of, and and Siouxland Christians faced Northwood Kensington and New Alfonda, and those are two very tough tests. Yeah. So it's not like the schedules have been completely easy for both. So someone will come away with the win. We'll see how it goes in this one. Um, uh, whoever takes care of the ball the most, like I said, 16 combined interceptions. Whoever doesn't throw interceptions is going to win this game. So. Yep. One of those O's has got to go, and uh, somebody will get their first win. And I want to go back to uh, the comment that you made about having a fall homecoming because when I was in Clinton, Prince of Peace didn't have football in public. And their homecoming, like you said, was during the basketball season, which I thought was always peculiar. But now maybe the spirit of homecoming, having it in the fall, Maybe gives Siouxland Christian some momentum in this game. Who knows? Yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, like I said, usually I don't focus on homecomings, but this being different, it, it could give them a little momentum there. You know, a home game too. We'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll see if that if they play off that. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's jump around here for the other area games. As you're listening to the SCJ Preps podcast here on SiouxCityJournal.com and wherever you find. Your podcast. I'm Zach James. He's Justin Russ. Uh, what what game do you want to start with, Justin? Let's start with West Sioux Sibley since they're top ranked in 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 their class. Um, do you see the Falcons having a, uh, any uh, difficulty this week? Um, it's a prove it game to start district for Sibley O'Cheating, and I see West Sioux rolling. Um, Sibley's wins are against Okaboji, Hartley, Melvin, Sanborn, and GTRA. None of them that strong. Sheldon took them out twenty six to six in that first week. I don't know what's really changed. You know, they're only completing 40, 43% of their passes. Bo Genesis and Dylan Platt have combined for about, you know, 700 yards of rushing. So that's been the big thing there. But if they can control the clock, they have a chance. I just don't know how it's going to happen. You're, you're running the ball. They're going to have to really establish the run in this game. Yeah. I, just, I just don't see it being that close. It reminds me of last week's game against Galen Catholic where Wes Sue completely blew them out of the water. This, once again, as a prove-it game for Galen Central and – they're proved to be pretend, pretenders. I think that's going to be the same for Sibley cheating this week against a team that's ranked number one, West Sioux. I think they scored 70-some points last week uh, in that game. So uh, we'll see um, if that happens again this week in that aspect. West Sioux is just so strong. And yeah, they are. We found out, you know, their one close game against Sioux Center, we found out they're pretty good after what they did against Spirit Lake. So I think this is another game where where um, West Central blows out a team that's, that's – uh, it's three and one, but we, we kind of see it was kind of against weaker schedule. So let's jump to Sioux Center for a quick second. They face Okaboji this week, and I think Sioux Center can use that momentum, albeit a loss to West Sioux, 
and use that momentum going against Okaboji this week too. Well, they're they're coming off a win against Spirit Lake where they upset the number four team in Class Three A, and they've got a win against Lamar's thirty three thirty two, where they got a last second one there. Their two losses are to Westline and West Sioux. And, Those are two good losses. And you know Westline, they they did somehow hold them to thirty five points. So you know against two really good offenses, they allowed fifty nine points, which sounds like a lot, but that's well under both teams' averages there. So. Um, this is kind of a game for Okaboji where they're coming off a two-game winning streak. They blow out an MCRU for one of those wins who isn't going to be able to play this week because they don't have enough players because of injury. Losses to Hartley, Melvin, Sanborn, and Sibley. I think this is a, a good game to start district for Sioux Center for them to kind of roll. They've got Okaboji, Sheldon, MLC, Floyd Valley, Central Lion, and Boyden Hall, Rock Valley. They could really start off district with a bang and, and could be the team that could be at top of the district by the end of the year. Uh, Look at those last two games, Central Lion, Boyden, Hall, Rock Valley. Those are two own four teams who've played very tough schedules. But, yes. You know, to start off 3 0, if they can start off 3 0 in the district going in against Central Lion and Boyden, Hall, Rock Valley, that's some really good momentum that starts this week against Okaboji where they could come out with a, with a lopsided win that'd give them some good momentum. I was just about to ask, do you think the do you think Sioux Center can't come out of their district on top? Yes, I absolutely do. They've hung with West Sioux. Um, they hung with West Sioux better than Boyden Hall Rock Valley did. I, I guess I shouldn't say that. About the same, I should say. They didn't allow as many points as Boyden Hall Rock Valley. But Boyden Hall Rock Valley did point points up against West Sioux. So I, I do think Sioux Center, I think Sioux Center is the favorite in this district right now until proven otherwise. That Boyden Hall Rock Valley Sioux Center game could be absolutely huge in determining the district winner. And that could be the only way Boyden Hall Rock Valley gets into the playoffs. Right yeah. Now. Yeah, yeah, because with even if, if even if Boyden Hall Rock Valley win, wins out, it's five and four, and even then, I think that'll they need, they need that'll the be just title. barely they, good enough. Yep, yeah, that'll be barely good enough for a wild card because I think the wild cards are coming from the east side of the state. So I agree with yep. you that um, the winner of that district, there's only going to be one team out of that district for the uh, playoffs. Yeah, we mentioned Lamar's, and I had fun writing the Siouxland Metro after every week story on. Isaiah Toki, who had a huge game last week for against North, uh, he had three receiving touchdowns and a pick six uh, against the Stars. And and like Coach Gabe Tardive told me on Sunday night, he's going to need Toki, Tate Westhoff, uh, Trevor Smith to have as big of a game the rest of the season. Maybe this week too against Storm Lake. Uh, that. He needs to have them to have the same type of performance week by week going forward as they against as they did against North. Yeah, and you know this is a good matchup for them because they're come they got plenty of tape from the OABCIG at Storm Lake game. Um, Storm Lake's a, a good team, but OABCIG was able to pass for some decent yards on them and run a little bit. You know, Cooper DeGene is there, and yeah, OABCIG has Cooper DeGene and and, and Lamar's doesn't, but they have Isaiah Toki. They've got Richards, as you mentioned. You know. Uh, Tate Westhoff has really thrown the ball well. So that there's the blueprint there to beat Storm Lake, passing the ball just like OABCIG did. And Lamar's might have a better passing attack than OABCIG. We'll see. Um, you know, I say Toki's a very, very yes. dangerous weapon out there. So um, I think the blueprint's been set, and I think the advantage is to Lamar's in this game. And if they can go 4-1, and one, that's huge for them in this district. Because, you know, then you got Spencer, Dennison, Schleswig, Bishop Heelan, and and Sergeant Bluff Luton. So uh, start district play with a win um, against Storm Lake would be good. I, I, I messed up the schedule and watching they play those teams, but those are the teams in that district. But if they can start off the win in the district and go four and one, you know, 
Yeah. Dylan's a wonderful game. Spencer's a wonderful game. Dennis and Sussman game's a toss-up right now. I do I do give an advantage to Sergeant Bluton, but you know, last season they went three and one. It didn't go down. So this is a huge game for them to show that they've they've made the improvements from last year. Uh after starting three and one, they lost their next five games. So this is big for them right here. Do you think the Bulldogs have the best passing attack in the area? No. No? Sergeant Bluton. Okay. Okay, that's who 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 else I was and, gonna consider and, too. And you you're forgetting a a, a team um that we just talked about too. The best passing attack in the area. Ah, dog. Uh, West West yeah, Sue and Hunter Sue. Decker. So I'll go I'll go West Sue, then I'll go Sergeant Bluff Luton. Lamar's is up there in OIBCIG with Cooper DeGene has been pretty good too. So those two are right neck and neck with each other. And I might be missing a team somewhere in there too. Uh Harris Lake Park's been able to throw the ball pretty well in eight man too. Yep, yep. Sorry, West Sue completely forgot about Decker. Yeah, there's there's that Hunter Decker's guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure about the top passing attack. Yeah, area. yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I just look I just thought about Lamar's from last week and how well they threw the ball and then yeah, I completely forgot about West Sue and West, especially what they did like two weeks ago when Decker's had like what, three seventy passing or something like that. It was yeah, exactly. unbelievable. Uh, I, I should mention Storm Lake did run run the ball okay against OIBCIG. So their biggest thing, if they can control the clock with Colton Drenth and, and Cole Weger and, and David Soto, that's going to be the key is controlling the clock that run game. Cause, you know, Storm Lake does run the ball pretty well. I mean, after yeah. that, they've, they've got, you know, three guys with 274 yards or more. So Ben Rowley maybe that's, is another one there too. And that's maybe a big key for the Twin Aos. If they can run the ball well on the ground, that keeps Lamorse's offense off the field. Exactly. Ball control offense. Ask, ask Army about that. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, next game, let's uh, talk about is Spencer Dennis and Schlesswig. You talked about you talked about the Monarchs there a couple minutes. I think this is going to be one of the closer games in the area this week. Yeah, Spencer's really bounced back after knowing to start. They lost to Spirit Lake 39-21 and Webster City 22-20, and those are two very good teams there. They did what they needed to do against MLC Floyd Valley. They blew up. Um, Humboldt this past week. Now they've got a Denison team that's three and one right now, with good wins against Carroll Kemper Catholic. Played up against both Council Bluffs, handled them. They do have the loss to Highland, so that's just you know, this is one of those games where it's important for each team in the you know in the first district game or how they can start off here because if you're behind the eight ball a little bit. You know, you're looking at you're looking at Lamar's right now. You're looking at Sergeant Bluff Luton. There's only so many spots to go around. Storm Lake as well, so you need to get off to a good start here. And honestly, it, it is a really interesting game. Denison Schleswig has thrown the ball well. They ran the ball well. Um, Terrence Way, Way has 515 yards on the ground this season. Um, Spencer, their offense, uh, they've got you know Isaiah Spencer 266 yards. Uh, also a uh, state uh, at the state wrestling uh, uh, camp, uh, tournament last year. Um, and they've thrown for 399 yards, not a ton. So it's going to be ball control here too. I, I got to give the advantage to Denson Schleswig's offense. We'll see. Spencer's defense has been decent this season, and especially the last couple of weeks. That's kept them there. Spirit Lake's been the main team that has scored against them. We'll see if they can keep uh, uh, Denison Schleswig in check. That'll be the de- key. How Spencer's defense plays against Denison Schleswig's offense right here. That's that's the key for me right there. Lawton Bronson takes on West Monona in a pretty, I think will be a pretty competitive game too. Um, Rico Garcia, I think it's getting, keeping his stride as he did when I saw him play against Hinton uh, two or three weeks ago, whenever that was. What do you see out of this game? 
Um, I'm going to have to go with Rico Garcia again, but West Monona has been able to run the ball decently with Darius Gash, another wrestling guy who was in the state tournament last year, and Brady Wiggs. Um, they've run the ball pretty effectively this year. Uh, Lawton Bronson, though, with Rico Garcia, their defense has been strong, um, and he's ran the ball really well. If they can do ball control with Rico, that's, that's a big key right there for them. Which team plays ball control better, West Monona or Lawton Bronson? Um, the two wins are against Akron Westfield, which is an okay win, but MVLCOU, uh, that's a team that's going to struggle this season. Like I said, I keep pounding it out. This is big for districts. Whoever gets this win, it gives them a little momentum because Logan Magnola has struggled, but you have Tri-Center, Woodbury Central, and Westwood right there. Those are all three tough games for mm-hmm. those teams. So um, you, you need this win because if you don't get this win, you're probably not going to be playoff bound in that aspect because West Monona has two losses, the third one, I, uh, it's going to be tough from there. Same with Lawton Bronson, but one loss to Alta Aurelia. They've played a little tougher schedule. They've gotten hit in that win. But 24 points against Ridgeview is going to up a lot of points. Their offense has to be more consistent. So, you know, it's really going to be ball con- who, who has better ball control uh, offense in this one. So Good enough. I'm going to let you drive the bus for the rest of this one. What other games are on your palate for this week? Um, kind of looking at things here, you, you've got um, – I had them written down. I can't find my list. Uh, Unity at Western Christian. Unity started off three and one this season. Um, kind of surprised to some people. And, you know, this is a rivalry game in general. Now you have the fact that Unity Christian is three and one. And, you know, <laughs> if anyone listens to the CBS uh, fantasy football podcast, the joke is anytime they mention Pete Prisco, drink. Anytime I mention the first <laughs> week of, of, of uh, district football, you know, drink maybe, but Unity Christian, you know, you've got Western Christian, Westline, Emmitsburg, West Sioux, Sibley Oak, there. So this is a huge game for Western Christian to prove it. You know, they, they I don't know. I, I've, I've definitely got to give the advantage to Western Christian in this one. Um, this is a big prove it week for Unity, who, who's played well. The defense is coming off back and back shutouts, but this is the best offense they've faced all year by far. So we'll see if they can slow them down. Um, they haven't done much in the passing game. Logan Franken, Franken's been good on the ground along with Tanner Skolton. Those two have combined for 7 or 20 yards. Western Christian's going to be really motivated to stop that ground game. And Western Christian's defense has been pretty good this season. I mean, ask yeah. Keelan about that. Um, also ask Boyden Hall Rock Valley, who they held seven points. Western Christian has allowed 12 points this season. So, you know, they're coming off a big win against Central Lion, George Little Rock, 42-5. to I just, you know, Western Christian's a buzzsaw right now. I see them winning this game by 25-30. For Unity to do this, once again, I'm going to say they have to control the clock on the ground because their passing game has not been there. If they can do that, they've got a chance, but I just don't know how much how well they can do that against a Western Christian team that's really shut down the run this year. Another game I think I'm looking at here is Spirit Lake and Estherville, Lincoln Central. There, I got it out. Um, like we've mentioned, Joe Stein is a big cog in that Spirit Lake offense. But what else do you think will help drive the Spirit Lake offense this week? Uh, their loss last week. You know, they really need to bounce back. Um, Sioux Center really uh, shut them down. Uh, that was, you know, that was a loss. They 21 to 15. Um, they lost. They had scored 39, 54, 42 before that against Spencer, who's traditionally good. Four City, who's been pretty down. Um, and Central Line, George Little Rock, who's really been known for their defense throughout the decades. So, Esterville, Lincoln Central, uh, you know, they haven't been the strongest teams, but their defense has been strong. So, Spirit Lake really needs to get this offense going again. Like I said, Joe Stein's the big one 
there uh, in, in that aspect. Um, I kind of lost my spot of where I was at in this, so I apologize for this one, folks. Uh, yeah, Joe Stein's a big thing to get him rolling. Um, uh, sorry, I'm having a little trouble with quick stats here. Uh, he's been good in the passing game, 489 yards, receiving five touchdowns. Um, Brent Scott has thrown the ball pretty well. They need to establish a little bit of running game here too because I think that got them in trouble here a little bit. Their passing game was shut down a little bit last week uh, against Sioux Center, I believe. Um, yeah, they, they, their running game got really shut down last week. They had to pass the ball a lot. Scott did complete 70% of his passes, but the drives ended too short. So uh, I think Estherville Lincoln Central will be locked on on Joel Stein. But I do think Spirit Lake has a, has a decent bounce back game in this one. Tri-Center faces Woodbury Central. I think it's Woodbury Central because I just wrote down WC, so I'm hoping it's Woodbury Central. Um, that is. <laughs> but uh, what do you see out of this game? This is, once again, another big prove-it game for Woodbury Central. Uh, Tri-Center Aniola was receiving votes uh, a couple weeks ago. You know, Woodbury Central is coming off a 55-point outing. Granted, it's against MVOCOU. They also pounded Ridgeview. So they've pounded the teams they've needed to. Their offense left them kind of in the Hinton game, but they have bounced back. So this this is a big prove-it game for Tri-Center. who get 52 last week and 49 the week before. If Woodbury Central can get their offense going, um, that's the big key. Uh, Wade Mitchell's rushed pretty well the last couple of weeks. Uh, Joe Mankers passed the ball okay the last couple of weeks. Now, you know, put it together, and if their defense can, can hold true like it has against um, Galen Catholic, holding them to two points back mm-hmm. in two shutouts. Hinton, their two scores were defensive touchdowns. So the defense has been solid for Woodbury Central. If they can hold Tri-Center Neal and check here for a little bit, that'll be huge. Um, that'll be huge for Woodbury Central. So I got it's at Woodbury Central, so I give them a little bit of advantage. Uh, defense and, and control the ground game uh, offensively. You know, a mixed balance, I should say, for, for that. Not just the g- ground game, but they're at their best when Manker and Mitchell are both working pretty well in the passing game and ground game. So, Yep. yep. And I think Woodbury Central needs the balance, too, to keep keep uh, competitive there against Tri-Center. I, I should mention, you know, that defense caused a lot of turnovers last week. That's Wade Mitchell and, and Bo Klingenschmidt. And guess what? State state tie they both wrestled for state titles last year. So with Wade Mitchell winning one and Kling and Smith finishes runner up. So you know there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of wrestlers on that that Woodbury Central team. I'm I'm, I'm gonna pound that point home. Nate there's Monahan. a lot of wrestlers on a lot of teams. There's a lot of good wrestlers yep. on a lot of good football teams. I'm sensing up here in Northwest Iowa, and I, that's that's indicative of everywhere in the state. I get that because this is a really good wrestling state, really good high school football state. But I think that rings true a lot up here. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it does. I mean, offense linemen, especially, you want to be heavyweight, go out for wrestling. They'll give you some added mobility there. Um, you know, it's really good. You know, multi-sports. And, and you yeah. look at Iowa's yep. offensive line. They've all been wrestling. Yep. They've done well at the state tournament. That, that tweet was circulating a couple of weeks ago, and it's, yep. it is 100% true. So. Yep, yep. And I saw that in the first game when I covered Albia in 2013 and 2014, just seeing them. Uh, 2013, 2012 and 2013, I should say. Uh, a lot of their guys, um, skill and offensive linemen, were wrestlers, and they had some pretty good success in those two years football-wise, and it carried over into uh, football and a little bit basketball and baseball as well. The final game I have written down on here on my list is West Lion taking on Emmitsburg. Um, West Lion, I think it's 
fifth, I want to say, in the poll this week. Not uh, giving up, up to, too many spots. Oh, they actually, they, they, got, they got a first-place vote, so they moved up to four. Yeah, you mentioned they, they, that. They, 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 leap, they leapfrogged uh, West Branch uh, with that first-place vote. That was enough to get them from fifth to fourth because the margin, the, the points margin was so small that that gave them a two-point advantage against West Branch. So, um, Do you think that they're caliber enough to get it to want a first-place vote? Absolutely. Just uh, absolutely. Uh, that West Sioux, West Lion game, that's going to be a slug it out match. And yeah, I absolutely do. I mean, West Lion has a tradition. I mean, everything in the past, in, in the past has told us West Lions certainly deserve another West place vote. And yeah, I'm not saying, you know, that that deserves credit, but every year they go out and prove it. Like their, their biggest bugaboo the last couple of years has been West Sioux. Now they're a year older with a bunch of those same players and they've been dominating 35, nothing, 35, nothing. Boyden Hall Rock Valley got 28 on them with a really good offense. 52 points for West Lyon that one. 54 to 6. All they've done is gone out and dominated. Yes, Boyden Hall Rock Valley stuck with them. Yes, they're 0 4. They're the best 0 4 team you'll ever see, folks. Ask Justin Smith from Sergeant Bluff Luton that. So um, that's still a really good team. Like, like we mentioned earlier, could win the district um, still. But, you know, this is an Emmitsburg team that has struggled to score. When you're a team that struggled to score and you're going to face West Lyon. That's not good. That's not good. They scored 35 points against Cherokee that struggled this year. They gave up 33. They gave up 34 to Algona, 41 to West Hancock. They've gotten blown out in their two games against, you know, West Hancock's ranked number one. Algona's ranked in the top five. They've been blown out against two top five opponents. I don't see that changing in this one. West Lyon comes on and, and, and proves Emmitsburg to be a little bit of a pretender and he gets a good good early lead on the uh, dis- district because Emmitsburg needs to win this game if they're going to have any chance of making the playoffs. And I just yeah. don't see that happening. I don't see that happening either. And I think West Lyon, I agree. I think they do want a first-place vote as well. Um, I would I would still take West Sioux as the first-place. I would too. Champs, Hunter Decker's on the team. Right now I think it's right there. That, that class 1A is pretty good. You got uh, Dyke New Hartford there yep. as well. Um, if I had my rankings on me somewhere, if I have it underneath this pile as I stall right now, um, Van Meter, South Central Calhoun, Dyke, New Hartford, West Lyon. I'm not as high on West Branch as some people are, but you know those, those five teams I mentioned are all teams I feel can compete for a title. So, yeah, I think West Branch will have a little bit of struggles in their district play. It, it all depends. I think, I think I think Tipton exposed a little bit this past week. Yeah, I do stuff. too. And, and Tipton, Tipton gets to play at Ashford, not Ashford University Field. Nelson Court Field in Clinton this week is the Lumber Kings host a doubleheader. But, um, yeah, I think that uh, Eastern Iowa field of teams like West Branch and Tipton, and I think Comanche is in their uh, district this year, and they've been more competitive. Bellevue, I think, is still in their district, and they've always been competitive. So I, I do think West Branch um, isn't as good as the – as the West Sioux, as the West Lions, and maybe the schedule isn't as strong as West Sioux no, and not. West Lions. And I think I think the voters see that too. I think the voters see that West Lion puts up a lot of points, and they're just as offensively powered um, with their games as West Sioux is. And I think the voters the see different, that too. Different offense, yeah, power, yeah, West, yeah. West Lion does not throw the ball. I mean, uh, uh, Jay Rosenboom was the coach, and I was back there. They've thrown the ball thirty-nine times. Granted, for 674 yards and seven touchdowns, but their ground, I mean, that's that's pretty good for West Line right there. But it's been to Logan Meyer, so six receptions, 238 yards. Logan Meyer is a beast. He sounds like it. 
Yeah, absolutely sounds like and I think uh, he'll have uh, some very high accolades coming his way yeah. as uh, the season ends to November. We talked to about, I think, 16 games on my list, I think. So yep. if you had to pick one that has the most weight going into week one of district play, which one do you pick? I'll stick with the Metro, and that's a big game for East right there. You know, like I said, if East wants to make the playoffs, this is a game they have to win. If they don't win, I don't see them making the playoffs because of this. I think this, if they don't win this game, they don't make the playoffs. Yeah, and, and like we talked about, the Des Moines schools aren't as competitive, competitive this year as Sands, Des Moines, Roosevelt. But, uh, yeah, I think East needs this one, too, to um, have any hopes for the playoffs. And, of course, we'll have uh, scores and highlights from all uh, as many of the games as we can coming up on Friday night. Our friends at Stream will help us out with that as well. Make sure to check out SiouxCityJournal.com. Uh, throughout Friday night and Twitter as well for updates throughout the games that Barry and I are covering and the games on uh, ScoreStream and the games that get uh, reported in as well. That'll do it for this edition of the Week 5 SCJ Prep Podcast here on SiouxCityJournal.com. Make sure to follow Justin at Justin Rest as he uh, updates a lot throughout the high school and college scene as well. Um, and uh, Barry Poe at CJ Barry Poe and myself at Zachary W. James as uh, we'll, we'll press on here in the fall season as uh, we turn the calendars from September to October. Four District, sports... Districts are underway. <laughs> yes. Districts are underway. Now districts are gets... underway. If now we make the turn. Before, yeah, if you thought it was serious before, mm-hmm. now week one of districts can make or break seasons right here. And if you think I'm being dramatic, Ask the teams that missed the playoffs, and you look back at this week one, this could be the week. This could yep. be the week that all like, the changes. Spencer, Dennison, Schleswig, East, you know, for Unity, this could be huge. This could be a make-or-break week for a lot of schools. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. For sports editor Justin Reds, this is assistant sports editor Zach James. We hope to hear from you next week.